Hello, and welcome to the His and Hers Show with Jody and Alex Misiak. Hello, and oh my goodness, it's February. Oh my, yes. Yeah, <laughs> the month of love. Now, I find that this is maybe not the whole month, but you know, we get, we're starting, we're getting close to Valentine's Day, and as we near it, this this idea of having somebody to love, somebody to spend time with, gets really. Heightened. It's, it's everywhere. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. You can see it everywhere. It's in the stores. Actually, I think it comes in like probably right after Christmas. Everything gets February or like Valentine's spread all over. Absolutely. So today we're going to talk a little bit about love, but maybe not the love that you think we're going to talk about. Actually, we will a little bit of of like um, <laughs> love. One, from one, like other- one will lead into another. Yeah. Just yeah. Stick with us. So, um, so we focus on love. And when we don't have somebody to spend Valentine's Day with, it can feel very lonely. And we can feel lonely in general when, when we don't have somebody to love. However, the one person that we need to love the most is ourselves. And it's really, when you, when you have that, it's okay to be alone. Yes. I think, I think that's an important distinction to make because... Everyone sort of thinks, of course I love myself, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, if you loved yourself, then you can still, like, I, I feel like the loneliness, like, I feel people can still feel lonely even if they're very much. In into, a relationship too. Oh yeah. You, you, you can feel lonely in a relationship. You can be, you'd be in a crowd of, of uh, a crowded room with people, or everyone who knows you and still feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about, um, it's not about looking out. El- el- elsewhere for mm-hmm. it you have to look within yeah. yeah the most the longest relationship you'll ever have is with yourself the most amazing relationship you'll ever have in, in your lifetime is with yourself or it should be i think i think that's what yeah. we're talking about, we're talking <laughs> yeah. about the, you make it yeah make it yes. the most amazing thing. yeah so today we actually kind of want to share a little bit of how we met and at the same time why it was so important that i loved myself before i met you Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to start, you know, real quick. I'm going to kind of fast forward through this a lot, uh, like really quickly. But I did spend a lot of my youth and my, even into my 20s where I was just longing to be loved, looking for love and keep searching and searching. And it's like, oh, when I have a boyfriend, that means I'm enough. And I didn't know that that's exactly what it was at the time, but I just felt something was missing. And I was like, and what I was looking for was love. Mm -hmm. And then when I finally, like I spent a whole year of working on myself and really improving. And like, I had that moment where I was like, aha, like I don't need a man. I love who I am right now, where I am. And a week later, I met you. Like literally to the day. I had that moment on January 7th and we met January 14th, 2009. So just ten years ago, yeah. Just we just celebrated that actually. Yeah, the right? serendipitous day. Yeah, yeah. That was the meeting that started it all. Yeah, <laughs> between us. Yeah. So that. me getting there though, when if I didn't embrace who I was, like I could have scared you off because like I had that it was not fight or flight instinct, but I had like this I need this to make me feel good, to make me feel whole, to make me feel enough. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that inside then like you kind of you're pushing like i pushed lots of guys away and i pushed like i'm sure lots of awesomeness away in general so you know it's like a repellent 
Right. Yeah. I, I it's like this that. shield. Yeah. yeah. Like um, this might be some people might be thinking it comes across as as too needy, perhaps. Yes. But I don't want to just say that because I think it's more than that. Like people. And then they're, they're not sure what it is. It's like, oh, she's, she's too needy or he's yeah, too needy. Exactly. And yeah. that's that's what it would come from from the other person for yeah, sure. Yeah. And I didn't even know what it was, right? Like in that moment, I didn't know. And now looking back, I'm like, wow, I just needed my to love myself. I really did. Mm-hmm. I needed to give myself a big hug, you know, look myself in the eye in the mirror and say, I love you. And like – and really like obviously – I can do that now, but if you would go home and, or if you're at home and you jump into the, in front of the mirror and say, I love you, that can bring up some major emotions. Like Louise Hay, who's like, she's been talking self-love forever, even though she's no longer with us. And I think I've mentioned her on the podcast before. Uh, she's no longer with us here physically on earth, but she still brings so much to this world because she created Hay House, um, Hay House Publishing and Radio, Hay House Radio and things like that. So anyways, but her whole self-love and like she was big on mirror work, looking yourself in the eye. So doing that can create some major – I actually just did it last night. Uh, it was part of a book I've been reading. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, and I, I felt joy. Where other times if you're doing it for the very first time, there could be a lot more emotions. Like I felt empowered and I felt joy. But I'm sure the first time I did this – I'd have to look at my journals and stuff, but I think it was probably a lot. Uh. Yeah, and I'm I'm working on on that as well. Right? <laughs> it's, it is. It sounds um, easy. It or sounds, is that, sorry, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I guess easy. Or some people might think a little corny, but the goal, of course, is to go to the mirror and be able to say, <clears throat> "I love you." And mean it and feel it, right? Yep. Like you can say it sarcastically and that doesn't count because I tried that and it doesn't work. Um, well, looking and, yourself in the eye though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because you can, you, can, you can, sarcasm is a nice, well, at least my, a good defense mechanism it for is, me to yes. help. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a good way to help you deal with your emotions. You need, to, you need to go to that mirror and actually say those words and then um, start unpacking the feelings that come up from that. Until you get to the point where you are, for example, where you can say it to yourself in the mirror and mm-hmm. feel joy and but that I have to, I have to stop there just for a second though and let people know like that doesn't mean that every day I'm like yay I love me like I definitely have days I definitely have moments I definitely have like weeks where I don't feel good mm-hmm. and it happens but like yeah to look myself in the eye and be like wow like no makeup on or anything that day like last night. When I did it. And it's just, <clears throat> it's really awesome. Amazing. But that doesn't mean that the first time you do it, you know, um, like even in the book, it's like bring tissues. It's like, I've been doing this for a decade now. So it's a different emotion that comes up for me uh, than it would for the first time. Yeah. Are we going to get into what that kind of mirror work right now? Or you want to continue with? No, I don't, don't want to touch too. Unless like, if you have questions, definitely reach out to us um, and we can do another podcast on this a whole other episode or you know i could just walk you through it um through an email kind of thing uh just you know do a shout out but uh yeah we'll keep talking more about just love and loving yourself yes exactly that is it seems like a really (laughs) hard thing to do from an from an outsider's point of view because a lot i think we're trained to look for faults yes within ourselves and you're not saying to ignore the faults you're saying you have to accept all of yourself including the 
the faults or the or what people appreciate what people think are faults. This is what I love okay. because our faults or our failures or whatever you're looking at that you don't love about yourself is actually what I call your superpowers, the uniqueness that you bring to this world. And when you look at it as superpowers and uniqueness, something amazing, it is, it changes. It gives that difference perspective, just like gratitude. When you're having a bad day and you just pull for that one thing that you're grateful for, and then you pull for another one and you just kind of keep focusing on the things you love in your life. It's the same thing with yourself. You start, you know, you're like one thing that you love about yourself, another, mm-hmm. and you just start looking at the end or even just changing your perspective. Like, okay, example. So for me, uh, let's say one of the biggest things that I've had a really hard time dealing with, and you know, personally, is that I've never been a very good or a very strong speller. Mm-hmm. Like I had a, I struggled throughout my whole childhood and everything and uh, I realized that that just um, strengthened me in different ways. Right. You know, and at one, it brought us together because I'm like, hey, can you edit my stuff? And, you know, and uh, I had to get over the fact that I wasn't the strongest speller and focus more on congratulating myself when I got a word right without having to look it up or Google it. And the more I've done that, instead of focusing on like not being a strong speller, I've become a stronger speller. Yes. So it's just really, it's focusing on how can, how can this be a gift? And I had to work harder. And then, but in a, in a fun way, like anyways, like if that makes sense. I think so. Yeah. It it definitely makes sense. Um, I like how you said, you know, instead of looking at your faults as faults, you look at them as the things that make you unique. Yeah. Uh, because we talked about this before, but if we were all perfect, we'd all be the same. Exactly. And the world would be very boring. And we miss out on a lot of creative, wonderful awesomeness that we can each bring to the table. So that's a really good mental shift that I think people can start making right now. So instead of looking at your uniqueness as faults, look at look at what, what they truly are, and that is what makes you you. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, and there's always going to be something that you're going to be able to look at in your, like you said, like with gratitude, there's always going to be something about yourself that you really, really like. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to pull on that and, and find other things that you really like. And um, and the more you focus on the things you like, the more things you find to like. It's just kind of like life and gratitude. Yeah. No, that's awesome. You know, what you focus on, you um, you draw near. Yes. So when you focus on love, sorry, that for a minute I was like, almost didn't have that. Uh, when you focus on you, what you, you draw near. And when you focus on the positive aspects of yourself, then you draw more positive. Like you Positivity just, it's just really amazing and flow. Yeah. And uh, one thing I want to say before I forget is, you know, how like I didn't sleep last night. So my brain was like, blah, like crazy mode. I had this really cool thing where mistakes and failures equal learning yeah so like even with um if you find fault in yourself it's like what can you learn from this this fault like why is it showing up and then you don't have to see it as a fault you can see it as a learning opportunity Mm -hmm. but it really takes that small change in perspective that little switch to go from yes yeah that that I think is is important as well because um, at least for myself when I'm trying to uh, look at my faults <laughs> as uniqueness, there's certainly um, things about my uniqueness that 
I wish or, or I need to, I need to sort of that no matter which light or, or I'm I'm looking at it in or how I'm observing it, it's 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 undesirable. It's an undesirable uniqueness. Were you like, gonna say I wish I didn't have? Yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. But I mean, I'm just trying to because wishing is we're not we're not here we're not genies we're not gonna talk about wishing we're gonna talk about action. What things. you're not a genie? No. So I know I make all your wishes. Can, do you mind sharing with the audience, like uh, oh, our, our listeners, sure. uh, one I mean, by example? Um, and I can walk you through. Maybe we can. Yeah, maybe we can walk through. Yeah. Like, uh, let me think. Um, well, this is one that I've been dealing with uh, lately, especially at work um, and over over the course of my career, actually. Um, and I've only recently identified that like I'm a fixer, mm. right? And as a fixer, I want to fix things. <laughs> so that means other people, pro, like everything's a problem. When you're a fix, that's the, that's that's the mental <laughs> that's the mental image you are when you identify as a fixer. Everything's a problem, right? And when everything is a problem, that really bogs down on you after yes. a while, right? So I'm learning to. Like instead of just accepting it and going, all right, well, I'm a fixer and I love that about myself. It's like, what am I going to learn from this instead? And how am I, you know, what can I learn from being a fixer? Or how can I, yeah, how can I look at this and go, well, what, being this way, how do I, what, what, what is life trying to show, teach me? Right. And, and some of the takeaways are, um, patience, right? Like that was a big one in others and in myself, mm-hmm. um, teaching myself, teaching, um, that I don't need to, I don't need to fix everything. That's a, that's a big one. Uh, cause fixer, being a fixer and being a perfectionist, they're usually go hand in hand. Um, learning to prioritize better. This comes from a work type environment as well, but could be easily applied to home life as well. You can, as a fixer, you want to fix everything, but you clearly can't fix everything for everyone because there's not enough time for yourself, for like work-life balance, any of that kind of stuff if you are constantly focused on fixing everybody else. Um, so you learn... So instead of a fixer, though, you could just think of yourself as a giver, a giver of your skills, a giver of your ideas. Right. And okay. um, another one I was it. thinking of, like I had a couple pop in my head and I didn't want to uh, cut you off. So I kind of lost a couple. But one of them um, I also thought about was you've already learned stuff from this. Absolutely. We've identified that you were a fixer quite a few years ago when you were trying to fix, not fix me per se, but fix you know, when I'd be angry or frustrated at something, you'd, the situation. Just, you'd, you'd, yeah. you'd, you'd literally jump in and be like, okay, what are we going to do? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, and like, we, we, you know, we'd bump heads because I didn't need a fixer. I needed a listener mm. because then I talk out my own solutions. So it took us a little time, but we got there where now, you know, to just listen. So you've already learned, you've already turned on um, or turned off really that fixer instinct when you know it's me and you're like, okay, I'm going to listen now. So you can even just visualize like a hat. You're wearing a hat or whatever your fixer upper gear is going to be. And Hats are good. And when that moment comes where you're like, okay, either you're worn out because you're fixing too many things. You're in your head too much. Mm-hmm. You're like, take that hat off, hang it up on the hook. You're not a fixer anymore. Just because you're a fixer doesn't mean you have to be a full-time fixer. Yes. You can fix part-time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and t- it takes time to to part. We, and you've had a, a harder time doing this too. Compartmentalizing. Mm. We've we we learned this, you know, years ago. But it's. I think if it's a visual thing, maybe 
like take the hat off, yeah. literally take the hat off yeah. and move it over there. And that's what I'm learning with writing. Like I got to take some hats off mm. and really take that off. And it's a mental thing. It really is. It's in your mind. And when you drop that, you maybe, you know, see how yeah. that goes. And uh, yeah, though, but you've already done that. I've with done our, a lot with of our, that. With our relationship, you've even, you've done that where I was like, no, because like, I just, I, I talk through a lot of my own problems as well, where I'm just like, I need a listener. We all need listeners. We all need somebody to listen to. And you're a really great listener too. So even though you're a fixer, you're also a really great listener. Oh, thank you. So, so I think that's a, we just walk through an exercise of maybe there are listeners out there struggling with like, well, I, I'm really having a hard time finding things to love about myself. And that's where... Sometimes you need to ask somebody else. Mm-hmm. I've done it. There's been work, like re- performance reviews. Like you, you go, what's your top five strengths? And then it, it asks you, what would your coworkers <laughs> think your top five strengths are? Right? Yeah. So um, this is even better than that because rather than asking you what other people think about you, although you can do that exercise, <coughs> um, like what, would other, what do other people love about you? for example, mm-hmm. right? Or you can just ask somebody, right? Here's another, yeah, that that's a great one. I love that. And here's another activity you can kind of throw in um, to kind of keep in your, you know, in your box of, of things to kind of connect with yourself is um, you can do, you can think about it, especially if you're a parent, you can look at it as through the eyes of your children, especially if they're young children. I don't know, like teenage years, it might be a little messy. Yeah. But look at like, it's putting yourself in the, another person's shoes, so it's kind of the same idea, but if you don't want to ask somebody, because that can be, it opens you up. It, it can it can be very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get uncomfortable, that is cool too. That's where you grow when you feel uncomfortable. However, if you're not ready there, ready to be doing that, you can even just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Because the, the truth is, some people in your life are going to look at you a whole lot differently than you. They're mm-hmm. going to see, well, you know, we spend so much time staring at our faults, and that's not what most people see in us. You know, they see the awesomeness you are. So, and that's why when you'd ask a coworker, ask a friend, their response is going to probably going to be a lot different than yours yep. because they're not staring at your faults all day. Well, unless they have a lot of healing to do themselves because hurt people, yeah, hurt people hurt. Yes. So if somebody's you know, coming at you, then they're coming from a place not of love. But if somebody truly loves you, they're not going to see all your faults the way you see your faults. Yeah. You got to turn, you know, put your like love goggles on like for yourself. Cause I know that's like a, <laughs> and, and that's how, you know, you got to the point where you're like, I don't, I love myself. I'm cool being with myself. And then, uh, and then you started doing things you loved and that's how we met doing yes. something that we well, both happen to love. Yes, actually, I did step out of my comfort zone and I took a, a ballroom class. <clears throat> actually, I think it was salsa dancing, right? Yeah, and then the salsa. ballroom it dancing after. after. Yeah. Yep. So I went for the salsa dancing. And the first week it started, it was the first week in January. And I went and it was the instructor and a couple and myself. And I went and I had a great time. However, I felt really weird borrowing somebody else's uh, dance partner or dancing with the instructor. And I didn't mind it, but at the same time, it would have been nice to share that experience with somebody. So after the class, I talked to my friend who who owned the dance studio. I was like, oh my goodness, I really need to find myself a dance partner. I got home. I'm like, 
looking at my phone. I'm like, who can I get to to come with me? And I'm looking at my list, looking at my list. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I'd probably be able to talk some of my guy friends into going, but they're not going to pay. And I don't really want to feel like I don't want to pay their way. <laughs> so I was like, oh. So anyways, I went back anyways. I went back the second week. Now, when you went the first time, was that before or after you decided I'm – I love myself so much, enough that I don't need somebody else to. It had to be around the same around time. Around the same time, so because it was like literally yeah. a week. Yeah. Okay. Like, I thought I ca- like at that time I counted back the days and it was a week, so right. it had to be like right around the same. In day. that, yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on at the same time. It's amazing what you do when you open yourself up. So many possibilities, and um, one of the other things I was opening to these possibilities was because I watched Yes Man with ah, Jim Carrey. Yeah. So it was you know saying yes to everything, or and I didn't. That's where the movie, like at the end, it's like, you don't have to say yes to everything. You say yes to the things that light you up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was open at, to new possibilities. So that's what was happening there. Actually, that that's why I started the dance class. My yoga class got moved. It was always on Wednesdays. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my Wednesday evening? And normally, the old me would have been really mad, really upset, and be like, why why can't i like why did they move it on me and be like the victim but in that moment i'm like okay cool what can i do instead Mm. and i was open to new possibilities so when i was teaching at the studio i realized that there was a dance class and that's why i went i was open to the new possibilities in my life and that's why i went so the second week anyways i went and i was really excited there was the couple again and this guy <laughs> dressed just, in just a, some guy, just yep. some guy, just some guy. I'm like, oh, cool. And I, I like, I don't know exactly what was going on in my mind, but I was really excited to find out that he was also flying solo. And you know, we had a really good time. And then, do you want to share the rest of the story? Because your side's pretty funny. Um, oh, where I wanted to ask, like, I, yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I got to dance with this amazing woman. Um. I believe she was dressed just in sweats. Yes. Yeah. So no makeup or anything like that. No. No, didn't see any of that. And yet still I felt um, compelled to try and ask her out. Uh, <laughs> or at least test the waters a bit. So we start, you know, I'm like, oh, well, after you know class, what do you want to do? You may, I, I, I'm hungry. Do you want to go grab a bite? And I believe your response was something along the lines of, I'm just going to go home and have an apple. So <laughs> at that point... Um, it wasn't a no, and it wasn't a it wasn't a yes either. So I I I think I persisted, and um, I could just sense that there's something about you. So I I I pushed it a little more, and uh, eventually got you to agree to come sit and watch me eat. <laughs> you I finally believe. spelled it out, though. Yeah, I had to spell you it spe- out. I'm like, finally I'm like I, I, had, I had I had to spell it out and go like, look. I'm going to go grab something to eat. Would you like to join me? And uh, to which you said, um, sure. So, and that was our like first date, non-date. Yeah. I guess you'd call it, right? Well, well let's not so, call it a date. It was our first meeting. Our first meeting. Because <clears throat> our first date was like a marathon date. It was. We'll, Anyways, but. Uh, but it yeah. all stems mm-hmm. from you loving yourself. Yes. And being open to new. Po- and then with that love and confidence, you were then open to new possibilities. Mm-hmm. And within the new possibilities, then you were able to 
you know, find, say yes to the things that light you up and find somebody that lights you That's up. That's true. By the way, I wasn't that I didn't want to have more food. It's just that I ate supper already. I, I know. <clears throat> I know. Like I said, your, your your response was unique enough that it wasn't a no and it wasn't a yes. <laughs> and it was it was too specific to be a, a generic, I have no interest in doing anything with you, shove off kind of thing. I had action. no idea. You literally had to spell it out for me yeah. because remember, I was my like – I, safe place. Yeah, my safe place. I taught there all the time. Like, it was home to me. It was my second home. So, um, yeah, just went right over my head. I wasn't looking. See, that was the fun part. I let go of my expectations for looking for something. I let go, let it be as it may be, and just open to possibilities. And the universe, you know, is an amazing thing. You, you found love for yourself within mm-hmm. yourself and then love of someone else for you entered your life yes so, that was beautiful yeah it really was awesome <laughs> anyways this has been a long one uh a little bit down memory lane um but so, so thank you for <clears throat> indulging us yes thank you um and if you would like some help um <clears throat> in any of this i actually we just started the embrace who you are vip group program however if you still want in on this um we'd make room for you in our hearts and in our space and on our phones, uh, like in our phone calls <laughs> yeah. and our meetups. So if you are interested, we'll put the link in the description below. Yeah. Or we will, the link is in the description below. <laughs> and uh, I think, is this a good time no, to sign that, off? <laughs> that, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's really important. And uh, to know that you and your, and your group of women in the Embrace program mm-hmm. are, are there for we're literally going to be – we are. Like this is the first week. We're just finishing up the first week. So there's not – you're not missing too much. It's just, it is actually the warm-up week of where we're meeting people. And this is literally like – this is where you get to own who you are and like really embrace all aspects of you. And we will walk through it together as a group. And it's going to be a, a really power, powerful experience. So if that's something that you know feels right to you, reach out to me, please. Yep, and link in the description. No. Yes, exactly. Thank you again for being here. And uh, we're sending you so much love today. Yeah. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now. <laughs>